everyone. I'm Sheila Price Brooks and welcome to another episode of Sleep Paralysis News. This is the only place where people are sharing their sleep paralysis stories and experiences. We are on a mission really to examine this phenomena, to find out more about it, to see really what it involves and how people are managing it and the impact that it's having on their lives as well. I'm joined here with my co-host Cyrus, um, and Cyrus is working on a sleep paralysis movie at the moment, um, which is in production mode called Aimless. So um, let's kind of big up Cyrus there for, for doing that. <laughs> um, and, and our guest today is Jake. And I am, as always, looking forward to hearing Jake's story and his experiences in relation to sleep paralysis. And we know also there's additional phenomena that goes along with that. So, Jake, can I start off by just, can you just give us a little bit of background about um you know roughly who you are very very not too much detail but just an idea okay well thank you sheila for inviting me to this podcast uh, the largest group in my life i've ever spoken to was over 400 people that's when i was working in cryogenics as an engineer and supervisor and i'll tell the company it's air products and chemicals uh, i've also worked for other large corporations including general motors uh, i worked for worldwide purchasing and uh, i worked throughout the world including china Mexico and Canada. Um, educationally, I am a graduate engineer. I also have an MBA from a top 50 university. And I also studied at the University of Hong Kong for several weeks uh, because part of that program was educating our team and group both in Hong Kong and in China because they were the most upcoming and upstart country uh, back around 2001. And this all was ongoing before 911 here in the United States. Uh, getting into sleep paralysis. I never knew what it was called until I went onto a website, and I do have their approval to use their name. I use a pseudonym, but I am on the uh, website Above Top Secret. And there I met a member, and she went by the name of SLED735. When I started communicating with her in 2018, in December, that's when she told me that what I have is sleep paralysis. And now I'm gonna back up the story to when it first began. It started back when I was seven years old in the second grade. Uh, my third brother was born. So my brother and I shared a bedroom with two separate uh, beds and evil started manifesting in one of the closets, the clothing closets. My brother was deeply asleep, but I began having these grayish episodes as I'll call them because my sleep paralysis is never in color. It's always in black and white. There is no sound. No one's ever been on my chest. But the evil first manifested itself as just like a cloud of darkness in the closet. That continued for about three years until I was about 10 when the unknown apparition began showing up. It was hooded. It has no face. It has no hands. And it was approximately seven feet tall. And that thing used to appear in the doorway and or the closet of my next bedroom. That was my personal bedroom. And that was at my parents' home. It continued to visit me almost a thousand times throughout my lifetime. It never approached me. It just stood there staring. Uh, I am terrified of it. 
And it hasn't been with me my entire life, which caused me to really investigate what this is all about. I just can't let things go. In any event, it continually appeared for the entire length of time until I went to college. During college, I was in off-campus apartments. It did not show up. When I went back home after college, it showed up. Uh, in my first brand new home, it only showed up several times. I then became married. We moved to another house. It didn't show up. Uh, we then moved across several states into Pennsylvania, where I did take the job with their products and chemicals and cryogenics. It didn't show up. We went back to, I'll say, upstate New York. And then it began to show up weekly. Now, when I said that in my sleep paralysis, I only see him in black and white and fuzzy gray. That's how it is with my entire life of sleep paralysis experience. Now, I also don't hear anything, nor do I hear voices while I'm in sleep paralysis. However, while I'm wide awake, I will hear mumbled people talking in the background just beyond our audible comprehension and music. And it's funny because I'm going to show you this book, and it's called Dark Intrusions by author Lewis Proud out of Australia. Before age or page 50, he talks about the same thing. And he refers to them as interdimensional de uh, demons or entities. They're trying to tune you in. And that's why you hear what you hear. Now, I heard this while I was wide awake, and so did my first wife. And this went on from, my goodness, almost 20 years at this location. Now, our upstairs bedroom was near a fireplace, and it had a metal flue. And two miles down the road, we had one of these high-powered television antennas. So we just blew it off as maybe it's sound waves coming off the television antenna and going down the flue because she heard the voices and music, and so did I. So we kind of still blew it off. All right. I ended up going through a divorce. My new wife ends up moving in with me. I still have visitations by the hoodie. Not as much, but maybe once every two or three weeks, and you still hear the muffled music and the talking while wide awake. That continued until we moved. In 2014, we went uh, from upstate New York down to uh, Georgia outside of Atlanta. During that period of 2014 through 2017, I did not have any visitations by that seven-foot demon who I referred to until... 2018 as the hoodie but it was what you told me in 2022 was in fact the guardian of the threshold i looked him up on wikipedia and that's it that's the thing but he has no face no hands it's just an apparition of some sort now while in georgia when i said i didn't have any sleep paralysis I didn't hear any muffled voices, nor did I hear any muffled music in the background. What I did do and what I did hear was footsteps while wide awake. It got to the point that I would go and lie on the couch with a high beam flashlight and my cell phone going to capture whatever this thing is. And it was always coming from the downstairs or excuse me, from the upstairs to the downstairs. And the last time it happened, I yelled out, who's there? And I immediately ran to the bedroom to see if it was my wife possibly going to the bathroom or the cat, who is Sam. And they were 
both dead asleep in bed. So it's like, what the hell's causing this, right? Okay, so we moved to South Carolina, and right now I'm calling you on the Zoom call from outside of Columbia, South Carolina. They have a lot of uh, paranormal activity in this state. And um, when we first moved here, the sleep paralysis started with visitations again by the guardian of the threshold. They began accelerating. And I started hearing not only footsteps here in this house, but I also started hearing the muffled music and the muffled people speaking. Now, here's what I'm also gonna toss into this. On May 4th, 2018, I, my wife and her sister saw our first UFOs. I documented the experience on NUFORC, which is the National Unidentified Flying Objects. Uh, I forgot, sorry, but you can look it up. And the report is in their database. It's dated May 4th, uh, 2018, and it would be for the state of South Carolina. I didn't give totally our exact location. And it looked to be like a war in space where these things were five color pulsating flashing things. And there were seven of them. Out of the seven, the two started chasing this one white, brilliant, huge lumbering object. Now everything we're facing from Columbia, a direction using Google Earth, we're sandwiched in between Atlanta and New Orleans. And we're on a lake. We're on Lake Murray, which I will say. And uh, we're watching these things come up in the alignment from New Orleans to uh, Columbia, South Carolina. The white guy came up first. And my sister-in-law thought it was possibly the uh, International, International Space Station. Well, okay, where we sit, the stars and the planets transverse across the sky from east to west, so to speak. This thing's coming from the west towards the east. Also, I checked the flight path of the ISS that day. It wasn't it. And the other things that followed it also weren't it. Moving fast forward, after I followed the report, I also went in contact with another website called The Black Bolt. Why I went with them is that the owner, John Greenwald Jr., uh, does a lot of Freedom of Information Acts to uh, obtain documents from the CIA. Anyway, I emailed him and he put me in contact with his investigator, Monica. Her last name, uh, I don't wanna say. But um, I had her take a look at the video that I recorded of the UFO. And uh, she wrote back an email, which I have sent since to you yesterday, that she uh, enhanced part of the video and or photograph I sent to her, which was a screenshot from the video. And it delineates basically a geometric shape or a triangle. I agreed. It also was surrounded by a kind of bubbly, wispy atmosphere, as I'll call it. And after looking and digging into this by looking at a lot of people who have been attempted to be discredited, including Dr. Stephen Greer, he describes it as an ionized atmosphere, where it's like an artificial atmosphere created around these objects by who, who knows, um, to allow whatever to go through space without either burning, melting up, or just frying up. It's my opinion after what we've seen down here since 2018, because we have seen these things again. We've also seen the orange ones. The orange ones won't let you tape them. We had a huge one here in 2019 
It was so brilliant and so close. It appeared like 20 times the size of the sun right over the water here that I said to my wife, you need to come out here and see this. She came outside and she's looking into the lake because the thing was so vibrant and so brilliant and so the contrast was so incredibly pure. She thought the damn thing was underwater. It wasn't. So I still have the video of my 20 seconds and that I'm talking to God and dropping F-bombs left and right because the damn thing wouldn't pick it up. It was right there. Incredible. What do I think? I think the United States owns the first ones we saw. And I think the others are ET. One thing I also did back in May of 2018, and then I'll get back into the sleep paralysis part, is that uh, I contacted WTAM 1100, I believe, in Cleveland on the Mike Tavizzi. Uh, I can't pronounce his name. Mike T, I'll call him. And I was interviewed by them with another guy who videotaped the same exact UFOs over Lake Erie 10 years prior. And these are clear videos. They are exactly what we saw here. And they're floating over Lake Erie. His name is Michael Lee Hill. Okay. He went on then to be interviewed. I don't know if he went on 60 Minutes, but he was on George Norrie's show and several others. And the reason I called the Cleveland radio station, I wanted to get the guy's phone number to talk to him about what he's videotaped because I'm seeing these things here. Now let's go deeper into this. Deeper into this, I found a guy called Robert Lazar. Robert Lazar was the guy who supposedly worked for the Los Alamos National Laboratories in the late 80s. And he also worked supposedly for Area 51. He's been discredited by every government spook out there, let's say. Well, anyway, the guy still filmed what he filmed. We can say that he lied about his background, and there's a whole other backstory about that. And if you wonder why whistleblowers lie, you need to read this book, Mind Games, by Richard Thing. He's a former priest who ends up as a speaker to all the big boys. He's a speaker to the NSA, CIA, Secret Service, FBI, Treasury, Customs, everybody. And within the first pages, he says the only way you can talk about this stuff and live is to present yourself as a kook or make it into fiction. That's what I think is ongoing here. Getting back to Lazar, he's got a video out there that he filmed in the desert in 1989 of these craft flying over Area 51. Well, guess what? They're doing this. They're zigzagging. They're zipping. They're going hundreds of miles an hour in a second. And they're pulsating and flashing exactly what I saw here in 2018. That's my connection to possibly them either being owned or developed by a U.S. private contractor or, who knows, a secret contractor. Now, yeah. I'm sorry. Thanks. Go ahead. What I would like to ask is what's the connection with Here we go. analysis and the yes. UFO stuff? Yes. Okay. As that proceeded in that year, 2018, we're now seeing more and more and more UFOs, both the orange ones and the five color flashing ones. At the same time, I'm having, having more visitations in my life than I ever have had before by the guardian of the threshold. I'm in sleep paralysis almost every third night. I'm hearing footsteps in the house while wide awake. I'm hearing the muffled music. And I'm also hearing the, the conversations. And this is all amped up. It, into Christmas week, it's now becoming like a frenzy where it's every day. It got to the point where I started praying to two deceased uncles, my father-in-law, and to God to stop this stuff. Now we get into the young girl in the black Victorian balloon dress who shows up Christmas week. 
She's 28 to 32 years old. She's white. She's young, beautiful. She's not an old hag. She's wearing a black Victorian balloon dress with a period hat that looks, Cyrus, you might know this, the old New England Patriots football hat on that helmet logo. Oh, yep, I know. Yep, yep, okay. That's what she's got on, and she's got a fishnet veil with baubles sewn in every inch, and she's staring at me on the left-hand side of my bed. She's not like the hoodie. She's now right there on the left-hand side of my bed, which tells me I'm not sleeping on my back. I'm on my side staring her eyeball to eyeball, and she's like perpendicular to me. She then reappears several times, and in between her appearances, because she wasn't seeing me now every day, but she would show up, and then the next day, this brilliant white shield would show up on my right-hand side, floating up along the ceiling. It had like, I don't know how I can describe it, chevrons, but it was a shield like I've never seen before. And it took me a year of research, but what it was, was there are the armor of God shield or the shield of faith. And like I said before, if anyone ever wants to question me, you pay for it. I'll do a lie detector anywhere, anytime. And all this stuff is documented on above top secret and another website, the black vault. You okay, Cyrus? I am. I'm listening every word. Okay, sir. All right. The shield now is starting to appear every night in sleep paralysis. So now I've gone from intermittent sleep paralysis to Christmas week, where it now is becoming every day. The hoodie's not showing up anymore, but this woman in the black dress is, and the shield is showing up. And this goes into January. And the last day it stopped was January, I think, 16, 2019, where she finally reappears right next to my bed. And I am so freaked out. I break from the paralysis and beat the crap out of her face with my fists. I punch her three times while asleep, and three times I, I pound the mattress. Now, my wife is not in bed. She's downstairs, uh, what do you call it, exercising. So this had to be from 4.45 to 6 o'clock in the morning. So my sleep paralysis doesn't happen at a certain time of the night, nor does it always happen right before you're about to get up. Okay. She never returns again in my life. Right after her, I have an episode right after her in January 2019 that something evil is now coming up the stairway into the bedroom. While in sleep paralysis, I end up going to a shower, and I don't have a shower with a sliding glass door on it, except upstairs. But anyway, I take the shower door off the shower frame and smash it over this thing's head and kill it in my mind. So after that, no more visitations to my life in my lifetime. And here we are, what, uh, August 2023 by the Guardian of the Threshold. He's never returned after 2018 Christmas week. The woman in a black Victorian dress has never returned since that time. I have been since visited by two other women. One was in 1980s style clothing. She was a short blonde. I couldn't make out the face but it floated around the week in January of 2020. And she then appeared at the foot of our bed. She had five or six episodes in sleep paralysis where she came. The last one, she was about to throw a rock at my wife's head while my wife was asleep in bed. I broke from the paralysis, blocked the rock and actually shoved my wife almost out of bed, but no one was hurt. That, I don't know what he called that demon was never back again in my life. That was followed up by a young boy, again, floating across the room several times, 
he only floated by. He never got on the floor, I'll say. But he was one and done, never again. The last experience of sleep paralysis in my life was on uh, January 31st, 2022. A totally nude woman who had like a Shania Twain type of haircut. Don't even know who these women are. And she's fluffing my wife's pillow. And that's the first time in paralysis where I see color. I'm seeing the red LED numbers on my wife's clock on her table. Now, I think my wife's in bed with me. And this is at 3 o'clock in the morning because at 3 o'clock in the morning is when this happened. And uh, I was in paralysis and I couldn't move. I was on my left-hand side facing my wife's. And the how I could see the numbers was I could, uh, sorry for the sex rating, but she was totally nude. I could see the numbers of the clock between her thighs, okay, as she was fluffing the pillow. I said in my mind, Jesus, please help me. I quote, that's what I said, Jesus, please help me. And paralysis stopped immediately, boom. So here we are today. I've been sleep paralysis free for all these years. Let me go back to 2021 after I had mentioned about the woman in the period Victorian dress in 2018. I now meet her in real life. She's at my house in May, 2021 quoting a remodeling job. She's a beautiful 31-year-old married woman who just had a baby. I know it's her. I can tell from the face. I can tell from the earlobe, the type of nose. And keep in mind, I've done work for the feds and I've been trained well by these guys. I know how to recognize things. Anyway, because of this, she channeled this loving, deep energy that Sheila, you and I have experienced. It's like this blissful, non-sexual, just how can I describe it? It's, Sheila, you said it's undescribable. It's it's this deep feeling of love, thousand times above love. And Sheila, for your own information, I haven't passed this on to you, but in my digging into it, and after talking with uh, Dr. Hufford, his book that he's writing about near-death experiences of combat veterans, many thousands, I should say, also say feeling the same experience. And supposedly, it's the feeling of love from God. Because of that, I saw a lay PhD locally who kind of is on the spiritual end. She described that woman as either being my twin flame, father, well, I can't say his name. They asked not to mention their name, but uh, let's just say this. I ran to the Catholic Church, contacted my local pastor. He got in touch with the Diocese of Charleston. They sent in an exorcist to talk to me to see if I'm off my rocker or whatever. He gave me a clean bill of health. He did say, though, that from age seven, you've been under spiritual attack, and this is what you need to do. One, go out and buy yourself manual spiritual warfare. Uh, two, get yourself a rosary and learn it. And I've been saying the rosary ever since, once a week. And uh, three, he told me to go back to church, which I do once a week. And there's two other things. He wanted me to join a Bible study group. And uh, he said, just read your Bible. And in my life, what my deal is with the church, I would be under the spiritual protection of the Catholic Church. I will do that, and I have been doing that. And I've been sleep paralysis free again since the 31st of January of 2022. Now, I had mentioned the book, Dark Intrusions by Lewis Proud of the Noises. Because I return to the church, I get in touch with people, and one of the people I hooked up with uh, talked to me about Father Vincent Lampert and the Catholic Diocese of uh, 
Indianapolis. He's a Vatican trained uh, exorcist. She gave me this book. It's titled Exorcism, The Battle Against Satan and His Demons. I actually copied the two pages and I'll just read the one thing. When evil is manifesting in a location, there are unexplained noises such as footsteps, voices, laughter, and doors and windows opening and closing. It can also include things like insects, invasions, lights, and other electronic devices turning on and off for no apparent reason. All I can say <clears throat> to both of you, we've had more electrical and electronic anomalies in this house than I've ever experienced in my lifetime. I've lost probably $6,000 of electronic equipment. Two, and these are all on surge protectors. We had brand new circuit breaker panels put in this house, which was built in 1994. We had them reinstalled in here in 2020. That includes Siemens uh, circuit breakers, along with Eaton whole home surge protection. We also have monster surge protection throughout every device here throughout the entire house. And some of these are also voltage, uh, they're smoothers. I don't know the appropriate name. That still has not stopped. Two receivers from being blown up, meaning it's zapped, where I had to send them out either for warranty or I had to pay for them out of my pocket. These are $1,000 receivers. One was a Yamaha. The, the other is a Denon. Denon's still in its box. I haven't gotten it fixed yet. We also lo lost a, uh, a DVD player and also another uh, turntable. On top of that, when we bought this house in 2017, it came with a whole home stereo system, which was a Niles. That sucker last sold for 2800 before they stopped making it. That thing fried too. Boom, it's toast. So how does this stuff get through? I don't know. Getting back to Father Mori. When he visited my house after the girl came here to do a quote, he said that she is possibly a light worker, as Sheila, you described, and that they have the ability to spread God's word, but also that type of love that they can somehow transfer it from them through them to you. I have nowhere else to go with this stuff. So out of five people all saying the same thing of what I've experienced throughout my life, including you, Sheila, you, you got to say, okay, enough's enough and time out. You got to accept this stuff because science can't explain it. And that's where I'm going with this. I believe in God. I was always on the fence, but until I saw what I saw, both in sleep paralysis and in hearing real time, and believe me, I'm not crazy. Throughout my first divorce in New York, they mandate you to see uh, counseling first, which included, in our case, a psychiatrist. The psychiatrist I saw, I only saw three times, and he said he's done with me because I have no issues. This would have been around 2000. What he did say is that he also has many people in law enforcement come to him for treatment, and that includes FBI, Secret Service, CIA, and others. And I won't mention the major city because people will then find out where I was born. But he told me that of all the clients he's ever talked to, I was the strongest he's ever seen in his life. And he just said it, he was proud of me. Yeah, there's issues with the ex-wife and it included her daddy. And uh, that's what's going on. He didn't think we'd ever be able to solve it. But as far as I go, he never needed to see me ever again. So it was three and done. Gave me a clean bill of health. So... Getting into the strength part, I know the Catholic Church considers me an empath. Uh, one of the PhDs local here in Columbia mentioned that word too. And I'm hearing this stuff for the first time in my life when I went down this journey to find out what the hell's going on here. That's my story. I believe that uh, there is a God.
Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for letting us know that Jesus is uh, what helped you get out of it. Boy, I can say a lot on this, but I'm not going to make sure I let uh, Sheila talk. First thing I want to say is because I've heard so many sleep process stories throughout the years. I'm making correlations best I can, making sense of it. Um, what I notice is that you obviously have a, a brilliant mind based on your background and how you describe things. So would you guys both say that like the smarter you are, the higher your IQ, the more of a spiritual intelligence you have, the greater these sleep process experiences are because you've seen a lot. A lot of people just see um, just maybe a demon walking through the door. You you described some extravagant things. It, it, you guys think that is due based to your IQ and your level of creativity or the brilliance that you have. Do you guys see the correlation there? I do, and I can add this to it, and I forgot to say this. Um, my 80, my IQ is 88 percentile, meaning I have more brains than 88 percent of the people who are on the earth, which is now close to 8 billion. I'm not bragging about that. They did that test because I had a boss trying to fire me from my last job as a general manager because I had a stroke. I'm not an obese guy, as you can see. I tried to play in the NFL. I tried to play in the NHL. I ended up getting three sports concussions, playing football, three in hockey. My last, <clears throat> the seventh sports, uh, non-sports concussion was at work where I stupidly just jumped off a ladder while I was talking to my electrician while we were redoing a building. What happened, I was in three hospitals in 32 days and I saw people die. And that's when I started feeling this energy inside me. And I'm not going to get off talk, but Sheila, but I'll roll with it if you're okay with it. Yeah, go on. Okay. I started feeling this crazy energy that would happen just above, oh, just above my breastplate, not over the heart, but above my breastplate. And it happened over 13 times. And I witnessed over 13 deaths where they're in there with the paddles and a whole team of people trying to rescue rescue these people i can't pronounce the word correctly but resuscitate is that it yes resuscitate sorry anyway they passed on and i would feel those feelings to the point that i just thought it was part of the stroke because initially i was blind and i couldn't walk so i was in the icu for 10 days plus it that got pretty dicey because some guy named lurch who's about seven feet tall he tried crawling in bed with me one night i hit him with the urine pan <laughs> But uh, I saw a lot of stuff in there, and I felt a lot of stuff. Now, here we are. This is 2009 in April, May is when I had the stroke. And I was in, again, three hospitals, 32 straight days. Felt this crazy energy during the outpatient uh, where they're sending me into rehab uh, while at home. I never mentioned the energy to him because I just thought it was part of the stroke. That, along with the hundreds of needles that they put into me throughout that time, I was told by three physicians in each hospital that I should have died because they said it was bad. They got me back on my feet. I got my uh, sight back. I also got uh, my balance back. And basically, I brought myself back that as a senior, I've been trying to qualify for the Senior Olympics, which is what they call the Senior Games in the United States now. And uh, I didn't do it this year because I didn't lose enough weight, but I'm going to try again next year. Getting back 
to the crazy energy I felt while in the hospitals. My father-in-law passes in December of 2011. First time I've ever been near a person who died who was still warm because we had to go get him from hospice and reclaim his, uh, his belongings. We then returned to his house. My sister-in-law, and these are all graduate degree professionals working for a big corporation such as Lindy and whatever, she starts waving her arms like this at the curb. And I look at my wife and I go, what the hell's with this? Well, we get into the house, we're having lunch at the same table we used to have with my wife's father and I'm sitting in his chair and I start feeling the same crazy energy in the same location that I felt while in the hospitals from two years prior. I asked Donna, that's her real name. I asked Donna, what's going on here? Why, why, why were you waving your hands like that? And she's saying, I'm chasing the spirits out. Well, evidently her, her husband died at 39, which was young and um, it really railed her cage. And she went deep into the spiritual nature of life and had a good understanding of what's going on. And in brief, she told me that Jim has died. He doesn't know he's died. That's his soul. And he wants help from us to get over or he has to find it out for himself. So I just wanted to throw that in, Cyrus, because it's it's deep and it happened. And again, all of this stuff I started recording on the, the above top secret blog. This goes back to 2016. And why I did that is because I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, I was just going to say that I've spoken to lots of people about their sleep paralysis experiences, and they do talk to me about um, psychic abilities, being able to see things and, and hear things and know things um, that ordinary people wouldn't. So I thought that Jeff's experience there was quite relevant in terms of the whole sleep paralysis story and the experiences that people are having. Um, but Jeff, I would like to ask you, what do you think is going on? What do you think is happening here? Remember, I'm a grounded engineer. I was brought up Catholic. Uh, I really left the church four decades ago. I was never a spiritual guy. And even at this point, I don't run around, you know, with Jesus on my arms or flaunting it. I say my prayers. I do what I need to do. But I do believe that there is a God. I believe in Jesus. Why? Because of what I've seen since I've moved to South Carolina. And even prior, when you put the connections going back, my God, to seven years old, that's spanning five decades or more. What do I think? I believe there's a God. And boy, I'll be chopped up and criticized and made out to be crazy because you start saying that into this world today, which is going in the sewer big time. Oh, that's yeah. Why I'm doing this today. Thank but you. Yes, that's why I've done this. And I have more people of color as friends in South Carolina than I do white people. You're more ethical, okay. grounded, and honest. Thank you very much for that, Jeff. We Thank have you. we have touched on a, a lot in your experience and your story, and I really appreciate you sharing it. And I'm hoping that this touches someone and touches other people because someone may be experiencing exactly what you're talking about, and it may bring them some comfort and make them feel like, you know, hey, I'm not the only one here having this experience. So thank you for your honesty and for all that you've spoken about, you know? You're so welcome. 
I don't know if there's anything else you'd like to 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 add or ask before we go. Um, man, yeah, there, there's actually so much. We need to maybe have a part two to this one or something. Well, that's... what I do want to say is, uh, when you're talking about your technology, you know, messing up and not working, I actually have that in my screenplay. Um, and I've had my encounters myself, and it's almost like demons cannot physically touch you. They can't punch you. They can't really put any type of inflicted physical pain from their spiritual world. But yes, they can make your camera not work. When it's like, oh, record that. Can you see it? And then it doesn't work. All or the time. Your light, or your lights go it off. all the time. Or your TV just flashes on and off. So when it's time to for something to happen and you want to record it, and this is a true story. So it's just amazing that there is something spiritual going on that they have a certain degree of interaction with us not a full degree but just like hey i can make your lights go off hey i can make yourself like if we're on an important call i've been yes. on an important call and it cuts out and i get back on that call and the first thing we say that's that, that's the devil trying to come between us let's keep talking you know and then it's something to cut, cut off again in that moment you yes. know i don't believe in coincidences anymore i used to believe in coincidences I no. don't anymore. So it's crazy. I appreciate your story. I guess that's what I want to finish on. Just like, yeah, I'm crazy deep into this stuff too. And um, it feels good to talk to someone like this because we're going to become crazy to everyone else. People are going to like, man, you got something going on. So that's the point of the sleep process group. Okay. There's thousands of us all over the world. Yes, there millions are millions of us. Over 20% of the population is going through this. Are we all crazy now? No, you know, and that's the point of bringing yeah. us all together. I'd love to do a follow up where all you do is ping questions off me because I can get into a lot of things. I've seen a lot of stuff, both behind the scenes working with the feds and also with sleep paralysis and just feeling of energy because I still feel energies from buildings. And typically it's another empath being near me. And I've run into several since I've been here. We're also moving out of this house as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. I was told by. The, the exorcist priest uh, back in 2021, they're always going to be trying to come after you to take over the property. Fine. Let them have it. I'm out of here. My wife's out of here. We're going to a new neighborhood where these people are good because we've already talked to them and we talked to them for a long time. What goes on here, I won't go into, but it is pure evil. I've got two subcontractors that'll never come back here because one guy would see shadow people. He saw what was going on next door. And he went on for an hour and I had to calm him down before he left, but he told me he'd never come back and he won't. There's stuff. We have all kinds of electronic stuff going on. I could have, I try to take pictures of a lot of crimes in progress here and the camera just dies. I mean, you were talking hundreds of times over a span of what, five years. This is crazy. And uh, no, enough's enough. I mean, the hell with it. We need, I, I really would like to do a follow-up if you want to, anytime. Great, definitely. Thank you for that, Thank you for that Jeff. You're um, welcome. And on that note, I think that's where we'll end today's episode. And thank you again. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Jake.